0: This episode is brought to you by livingrelief.com, a Wolfpack owned business that is your source for Delta 8, CBD, THCV, gummies, tinctures, chocolates, all North Carolina based quality products that can help with sleep, anxiety, pain, and countless other med- medical benefits. Highly recommend checking these guys out. Their stuff is really good. And if you use code REDWHITE20, you get 20% off your first order. It's REDWHITE20, livingrelief.com, living, R-E-L-E-A-F.com. Thanks for listening. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. I was raised by the wolves. All right, folks, we are back with another edition of Red My Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here with Will. How are you doing, Will?
1: Doing great. I am uh, tweeting at uh, Cover 3 Podcasters, uh, trying to get information on betting, so I'm feeling pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty good.
0: <laughs> well, Will and I were just breaking down the FSU film. While before we started uh, recording, but I'm gonna go ahead, since you brought up cover three, I'm gonna go ahead and play, play this clip. This was cover three podcast reaction Saturday night to our game. So I'm gonna make you Can this up. NC State, which
1: had a really good win uh, against a Florida State team that was down two dozen players. Are you, no, no they,
2: you right now? No, they... No, no, I'm in Nashville for meetings. Um, They weren't actually down two dozen guys. They just weren't really able to practice this week. But they were down their most important guy who had the flu uh, pretty bad late in the week, Jordan Travis. And, uh, yeah, like, that's the reason I picked it for my lock. I was like, that's a totally different offense if Travis ain't in there, and he was not able to go uh, at all. And... NC State did their damnedest to try to make that a game for for about 20 minutes there in the second half, and then they they finally pulled away again to win 28-14. Like that's a good team. I don't know why the hell they try to run the ball so much when they're not good at it. They need to just let like they're very like Seattle Seahawks-ish. L- let Russ Cook, let let Leary cook. He hit through for like what 400 yards and a four to one touchdown interception ratio, and the and the pick was on a Hail Mary to end the half. Like he, When he dropped back, good things happened. And it just let's run the ball 32 times for like a 10% success rate and keep fsu in the game. That was uh, right. it was interesting. So what Hey man,
0: keep <laughs> fsu in the game. Keep fsu in the game. And so I don't know I'm not sure if y'all paid attention or not on Twitter post game, there was a very long Twitter thread between me, James Henderson, I'm Guessing Josh Goodson, a couple other people were in and out of it, but it was essentially it was essentially saying, you know, what the hell is with the offense and its lack of aggression? And Henderson's, you know, point, which who's coming on the to his credit? He's coming on the pod at some point this week, where we're going to hammer this out with a couple other things as well. But he was like, I, he didn't have a problem with the offense. And I'm wondering, did you not watch the last two drives of the of the first half? That whole time I'm sitting here thinking we should be we should be up 28 nothing on FSU at halftime. And they should have no hope. But we were just not effective. I mean, we're just so inefficient on offense. That I don't, I don't understand. Like I I don't understand what's going on with the offense other than the offensive line being extremely bad. So the film that Will and I were just watching was the last two drives of the first half. And the second one, probably more than the other where they went three plays for seven yards and then through the hail Mary. Or was that four plays for seven yards through the Hail Mary minute, 27 seconds. And at first I was, you know, not, not very, I wasn't happy with the play call. I thought there was very passive. There was no tempo. There was no intent to score. They were clearly trying to kick a field goal, but then watching it back. And you could just see that the offensive line, which has been pretty good in pass protection was atrocious. Jermaine Johnson just ate him up. And in this one play in particular, third down play, which was decent play. There was room. It was a kind of a tight end screen to Tootle. He had room in the middle and Dylan McMahon just completely whiffs on a block. So i give him a pass there. Not him. I give the offensive pass here. I was really ripping Beck for that series. I still don't think there's enough tempo there. There's not. There's not enough aggression. But that one there was just the offensive line did not help them at all. There was just no. There's just nothing to it. Well, the other one, the one before that, they just ran. They they were moving the ball. They went eleven yard eleven plays for forty five yards. They were moving the ball, and then all of a sudden they decided to run right at Jermaine Johnson, Florida State's best defensive lineman to the worst side of our offensive line, to the right side. So now we've burned the left so much. We've been so predictable running left. Now we're running to our worst side of our offensive line into Florida State's best defensive line player. And predictably, that did not end well for us.
1: Well, here's the one thing that we didn't really talk about, but that's probably the best defensive line we've played since... I mean, maybe Clemson could m- might have been there at some point, but who knows? Once Brusse or Brusse Breezy, Brezy whatever his name is, the Briz once he <laughs> once he went out, yeah, they they kind of lost that element of their game. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think you're just seeing that once Zavala went out, you shifted everyone around. You finally played against a good defensive line with the athletes again, and he had trouble. We had trouble with Miami's. <laughs> Athletic defensive front. We had trouble with four states. I don't think we're going to see the same with Wake or Syracuse. We may see it with UNC um, with some of their guys could be problematic for us. So I just think you're seeing a bunch of like, you know, you see guys out of position, not ready to be playing, could be playing a little dinged up. I don't know, man. I, I think they're kind of like trying to punch their way out of a, well, they're not punching their way out of a wet bag.
0: And they'd be easily punching their way out of this, but <laughs> they're not punching anything. If you watch I, them engage, yeah, like that's the first thing offensive lineman supposed to do. And then, <laughs> like I, we just watched four plays where I guess who's a who's a right tackle is that McKay there, yeah, just completely whiffed. And then we watched another one with McMahon completely whiffed. just not. They're so passive. I I need an offensive lineman. I've said this before, we need an offensive lineman on this pod because we always come back and talk about them. They're so passive. Well, they sometimes you know it's, when you're, it's not that
1: they're passive all the time. It's that they're, like, inconsistently passive and aggressive. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know. You see later in the game, like, uh, on the Ricky Person play, like, you know, Easton goes down and, like, I don't think he necessarily pancakes the guy, but he certainly body slams him into the ground or uh, sumo slams him. Like they they sometimes play really aggressive, but it's just at times they just they just seem tentative at random moments. Mc, I don't know, McMahon does does it all the time in my mind. Uh, but again he's also playing out of position and I think he is just I think he's having to think too much right now, having switched over to left guard. Maybe that's some of the problems. Um But I don't know, man. They that just seemed like a really good front. Um I don't think we had nearly as much problems with
0: Louisville from that perspective. I just think we we did though. I, I I didn't cut it up. I started to to cut up some film, and the offensive of line performance was not much better. I just I don't get it, man. But before we get too deep in this podcast, we are strictly going to be talking about this Florida State game, as we know it's a pretty big game this week, and we want to give it its own. Dedicated podcast later in the week. So we wanted to get this nonsense out of the way because there's some things here that we had to talk about. Well, hold on.
1: I'm just seeing their onside kick for the first time now. <laughs> and the throw. So <laughs> you could tell you guys may not know, but I um I skipped like the middle four or whatever they call it, the middle eight of this game when I was re-watching it, because I was like, whatever, they they must score at some point. Um wow. He it literally looks like he was trying to throw that ball out. But on the zone side kick, it looks like their guy touches the ball before it crosses the 10 yards. How was this
0: even a live ball? It was 14 yards. That's why he crossed. He touched it when it went 14. It wasn't even 10 yards. We were not ready (laughs) for it at all. (laughs) The optics were deceiving. (laughs) Yeah, it was a weird angle they showed with this camera, which was weird camera angles the whole effing game. But it comes back to the point is... (sighs) I don't know if this is Dave's philosophy where he's playing into the strengths of the defense. He's like, all right, my defense is pretty good. We don't need to do anything stupid on offense. Like it's going to get us in trouble or risk us, you know, turning the ball over or whatever. And so we can play conservative and let your defense handle it. Like I, I kind of feel like that's part of it. Although it's been like this for nine years, we're not gonna blow anybody out, right? I mean, it's, we're not gonna do that. And when you put yourself, just like Bud Elliott said, why do you let these teams hang around? I don't. I don't know. It is freaking maddening, man. It drives me crazy. You just. Like, I know the offensive line is not good, right? i, I give it. I, that's fine. We understand that part. You should be able to scheme something up that neutralizes it. I cannot get around. I can't square the fact that the smaller schools have, and we talked about this last podcast, have more productive offenses than, or, you know, more productive offenses and better offensive lines than we do. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's true. Maybe we just don't have the talent. But how the hell do you miss that bad on talent? Then, I mean, that becomes a different question. I don't know, man. And it's, and so I'm, maybe I'm justifying it. And like this is Dave's philosophy. He's playing the strength of his defense, whatever. But at some point, you've just. You've got to stop doing this. you got to stop letting teams hang around. We're state fans. We've seen this far too long. I just want you to go all gas, right? Just go, man. Score, because that is what's important. Again, it's part of the perception of your program. Otherwise, you have people like national people commenting like, I don't know what they're doing. They're good, but I don't know what they're doing. And that to me, man, it's it's gonna come back and bite you at some point. I really believe it.
1: Yeah, I mean they definitely can't afford to play like that in the next three games. I mean, really I don't know. I mean, this is like this it's funny, like everyone was like freaking out about the on the road stretch, but I think the next three are you know, the scariest offenses we're gonna play you know, Syracuse, you know, they're going to just run the ball and yet they're doing it really well. Like, so that's, that's, you know, maybe that'll what's, play to our strength, but, you know, I don't know.
0: What's the largest margin of victory for Dave in the last five years against a power five team? What you see, as doesn't count. I'm looking it up now, so I, I know the answer. Okay,
1: let me think here.
0: He probably like pulled... And it's probably an ex- the exception to the rule. 31? but Go ahead.
1: Like a 38-7 or something like that?
0: I, we might have even had this conversation before. No, it was, it was 30 42. It was that Louisville team oh, yeah. in 2018 when they fired Bob Petrino. So that might be the exception here. But outside of that, I'm looking at 14.
1: Well, what did you think we were going to win by going into this game where we
0: were favored by like one or two points? Well, that was what Henderson asked me right afterwards. He's like, well, what is your score prediction? I was like, I don't do score predictions because it's just effing guessing. Like, I know we're better than them, and I'm watching the game dictate that, hey, we should be up 28 nothing, almost at halftime. And we go punt, 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 punt. What, let me see what it is. Punt, touchdown, punt, punt, touchdown, punt, interception. Yeah. Like, our offensive efficiency is is terrible. And Bud Elliott pointed out when we try to run the ball, our offensive efficiency is terrible. And it's I'm, – I'm sitting here watching. I watch a lot of college football games. And I'm watching – I'm sitting here thinking about that question. What, what's the largest margin of victory? Because Saturday night, late at night, Utah's playing Stanford, and they're up 38 nothing at halftime, and Stanford just quits. <laughs> And you can see it. And Stanford's not a bad team. Stanford beat Oregon, yeah. right? Top, top four Oregon. They're not awful. They're not great, but they're I, not. Awful.
1: I think here is the thing: we are probably discrediting a little bit that this FSU team has not given up at all, right? Like they I, they should yeah, they I could have it. packed it in earlier in the season, right? Then they get hit by the flu. They're still playing hard. So, like you know, I was just I, I must have been listening to Cover Three for a few minutes before this, and like Danny Cannell was like comparing Florida versus Florida State. And, like, the different effort given between the two programs. And, yeah. you know, if we had played Florida State four weeks ago, we probably would have mauled them. Right? But they didn't, you know, they hadn't really packed it in yet. You know? It's, it's, it's kind of like when we were playing Louisiana Tech and those assholes wouldn't go away despite the fact that they were losing.
0: Despite that they're fucking terrible. Well, yeah, but
1: that's, I mean, that's another thing, man. Like it, that game was right after Clemson. We have seen the Clemson hangover is a real thing. You know, I, I, I think there's a, there's a factor there. Um, though Florida state just played Clemson, haven't they? Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. So. so I don't know. I, I, I think Clemson or sorry, I think Florida state is a better team than the record indicates, but you know. We also looked up and played them when they had a backup quarterback. So I think when that happened, I I don't know. I'm still extremely perplexed that all these podcasts and pretty much everyone knew that uh, Milton was playing this game and that Travis was out with a flu and that there was a huge flu bug going through Florida State and the University of Florida. And yet our staff thought that Jordan Travis was playing so either they thought that they were having mind games or they had seen enough of McKenzie Milton where they said, we're not going to worry about this dude if he happens to come in, which maybe Dave's not going to say. Right. But
0: uh, yeah, it had to be a little bit of, Oh, you know, Hey, we didn't know, yeah. uh, you know, lip service. Cause there's no way <laughs> everybody knew.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, mean, look at this, week, look at this week's depth chart. Good Lord. You know, Dave's Dave's playing a little, some games right now. Um, he,
0: they could just start asking yeah. me. I was like, "I'll tell you. I know what's going but, on."
1: Hold on. <laughs> I said on
0: Wednesday he wasn't <laughs> yeah. playing.
1: But the thing I was going to say was not only did Florida State kind of play well, but like we saw it kind of across college football, like a ton of teams didn't really play sharp this week. Maybe it's just kind of like an inflection point in the season where teams are a little exhausted. Our sec, you know, we're back on the road. Uh, I don't know. I, I to me, it's just. I think they they scored like relatively quickly for from NC State's perspective and they thought, all right, Florida State's gonna mail it in. We're gonna get maybe we'll get three points here at the half. We don't get these three points, we're gonna score, we're gonna get the ball back. You know, let's just get out of this half. You know, Dave's probably just saw like Savion Jackson go out of the game. It's just like, oh my god, let's just get out of here. Um I, I don't know. I'm hoping this was more blip than you know, anything else, but I don't know. We were sluggish. We were sluggish against Louisville. We were sluggish against Florida State. Yeah. We didn't we looked awful to start the game against Miami. We didn't start the game super well. I mean, yeah, yeah, that Devin Carter pass against BC, but like that first half. You know, I mean there's there's a trend, man. We we had not looked impressive. But you could also probably say, "Well, yeah. Look at we lost. We started racking up injuries again, and guys are getting dinged up. And you know, I haven't seen. Has Parham played at all since that touchdown catch at BC?
0: Yeah, he's got some snaps. Okay. I think he had twenty some in Louisville. I didn't see participation because he came for this down week, super but... weird on
1: that one. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. It. it I want to flush this game and like kind of move on because we're. I don't know. We got in. We won. We won by 14. We have this massive monumental game. All things considered, like we stayed relatively focused in the game. Aside from, you know, an onside kick, a freak touchdown. Right. So. I'm just happy we won
0: on the road. Yeah, I mean, it's possible that they never felt threatened.
1: But that team's not winning. That's part
0: of it. Yeah, exactly, and that, that's my point. That's that's the part that has me concerned. I'm glad I'm glad we won. They they played well enough to win. Defense was fantastic again. Hell, Florida State to 44 yards rushing. You know, there's so much good in this team that I really just want to squeeze out the rest of it because it it feels like they're so close to being getting over that hump. Right, to, they're so close to just taking it to the next level, but they're still the shades of the past kind of rearing up, right? Just showing their ugly head. And I'm just kind of, maybe I'm just nervous. Maybe that's just a little paranoia seeping in. But I think this team is really good. And I, somebody said it, and I think about it in the chat. And it was, I'm not scared of this week. I'm not scared of Wake's offense. I'm scared of our off. What did I can I forgot how they it. It's not Wake off, Wake's offense that scares me in this game. It's ours. <laughs> and it's like, I agree. Like I, I think that is. I need to go back and find it, but that is. That was. I, I read it. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of. That's where I feel. That's how I feel. I don't know. Yeah, I mean.
2: <clears throat> Let me go find it.
1: <laughs> It'll be really interesting because from. Let's let me take a quick look again. So Wake Forest is thirteenth in rush defense. They are they're surprisingly decent in pass defense, so they're fifth in
0: pass. Not scared about Wake's defense. I'm no, no no about no. I, what I'm what I'm saying offense. is I'm reading the quote. I'm reading the quote. Oh, hang okay. on, hang on. I'm not scared about Wake's defense. I'm scared about State's offense actually challenging them. That's that's how he said it. I was like, Yes, I agree. Yeah. Sorry. No, no,
1: you're good. I guess what I was looking at is kind of like looking at who we've played so far. Clemson was number three. Louisville was fifth. Miami was sixth. Florida State was seventh. And Boston College was eighth in rush defense. So we've played basically the top half of the conference in that. Pats defense. Boston College was first. Clemson was fourth. Florida State was seventh. And Miami is 12th, which is like why this Miami game is kind of a little infuriating. But I guess what I'm saying is if if there's a defense that could be a get right defense for NC State, it's probably. It's probably Wake Forest. Right. Yeah. Like. I, I hope I hope we get to see a repeat of last year. My, my concern is like we were talking, I think either yesterday or today in one of the chats about it but the reason we beat wake last year was because wake had no idea what we were doing beck it was beck's first game so no one knew what he was going to call they got yeah. thrown an ultra a crazy curveball with hawkman starting um and we jumped out fast and then we kind of like held on for our lives and the defense did just enough to to keep us in that game Um, and that was at home and that was just a weird COVID game so
0: (laughs) wait for you to tie this back to Florida State so we don't get too far well I
1: know I guess what I'm saying is people kind of know what we do now and if you are not trying to stress them out with your best weapon which is Leary then Mm -hmm. um I guess we're going to see more games like this. You know, like Dave said, like a messy was double covered the whole time. I'm still kind of shocked that we saw so many random wide receivers and tight ends making plays in this game. Like in one way it's good. in the other, it's kind of like, well, wait, where were our studs? And was this by design?
0: Um, watching it back. There was a lot of Rooks, Toodle, Riley, combinations oh the participation charts well, up. let me see uh, the,
1: the riley thing i was like okay well this is um it's a it's a game in florida he's from florida like there's i don't know sometimes i i, I sense we kind of do that at times with uh when we go to like regional areas for our players um
0: porter played 27 snaps keon played 13 devin carter 40 this is really odd 43 Mecca 59, CJ Riley 18, and Thayer 39. So I'm guessing we didn't pass it when they were in the game.
1: Yeah, maybe. I mean, what did did Carter even have a a pass?
0: He had a drop. Well, hey, hey,
1: he made up for it last game.
0: All right. Devin Carter, two targets, no catches. Hmm. Uh, Amezi. Four targets, two catches, seven yards. There, four targets, one catch, four yards. Yeah, we're, so we were just that much effective, that much more effective with those other guys on the field. Oddly enough,
1: it's. I mean, it's just so weird. I'm. I don't. I don't know if you covered it in his press conference at all. Like what was going on there? It's just really weird for the three starters to account for so little. Um yeah, we need to watch
0: that press conference today. Yeah.
1: I guess you'd like I mean, here's the thing, like I'd like to see it all kind of come together for a full game. You know, it's great that Penix, you know, makes the plays that he does kind of I mean, that was all yard after catch essentially, right? Uh um, yeah. you know, Riley's was fine, actually. I mean, it was like I
0: a under well,
1: I think the wind, I think they said early in the game, maybe, maybe I'm just making sure. it up, but I thought it was like really windy.
0: And That's what they were saying, but it, it didn't look, you couldn't tell on
1: TV Yeah, either. but I think the, I think that pass he was throwing with the wind. So I think he yeah. probably took a lot off of it to make sure he didn't sail it because I don't think Mackenzie Melton has like a water gun of an arm and like in that, you know, that Freak touchdown pass he has, right? <laughs> that ball just looks like it's just floating up there forever going into the yeah. wind. And they have made some comment about it earlier in the game, too. So maybe it was windier than that. I don't know. I was golfing that day and it was windy as hell. So maybe it was just all over, all over America, <laughs> the same wind.
0: <laughs> hey, you're in Virginia and they're in Florida. So hey, it's all the same weather, that's man. it's a, um, a hell of a breeze. It was, a,
1: dude, it was quite the hell of a breeze.
0: Um, Parham played 12 snaps, okay. by the way. All right. Benix 25. That's good. Doodle, 17.
1: You know, I, I don't know. I was going to say, too, I was thinking back on it. I mean, the offensive line is playing a lot of young guys. I mean, McKay is, I think, still listed as a freshman. Sucks. McMahon is listed as a freshman. Uh, Icky's.
0: Lyndon Cooper's injured, yeah, Cooper's by the way. Yeah, Cooper's injured. I didn't know that. Yep.
1: Um, Easton, I think, is a sophomore. So, I mean, there is a reason like the guys look like they're getting pushed around at times because all things considered, I don't know what Florida state's defensive line composition is like seniority wise, but I'm guessing they're not all freshmen and sophomores. Um, who knows, man? I'm just glad this game is over. I was watching this while, while out with friends and like, I stepped away and for like, about five minutes, everyone's like, what's he looking at? And, and Wihita came over and she's like, how's the game? And I was like, I, I don't know. Because yeah. it was the fourth yeah. quarter so we and, and we hadn't broken away yet. And I was like, we should be up three scores right now. Now I, I only thought we were going to win like, you know, 35, 14 or something like that. So it wasn't that far off, but it was like watching the end of half sequence. Um, I was okay with them taking the Hail Mary approach. I, to your point, the play calling before it just didn't even, didn't even seem like it was effectively positioning, positioning themselves for a field goal. It just, uh, the, either they thought they were going to get way more blitzes than they got and and Florida State kind of played played off off themselves or what yeah. but who knows man just a just a gross game that we won no one's ever going to remember it no one will ever bring this up as an accomplishment for Dave like no one's going to be like hey remember that year he beat Florida State and Clemson for the first time since 2002 no it'll be uh, DJU sucked and it was Milton playing and whatever right
0: yeah Man, I guess. I mean, I guess that's the right takeaway from this game. It just it leaves me with questions on you know what our offensive potential is. Yeah, you know, I just kind of wonder if we're capable of doing the things that people want us to do, be aggressive, yeah, play tempo, or if they are not capable for it not capable of it, and they just play into the strength of the team, which is the defense, even down a bunch of guys. I, I'm, I'm, starting to feel like the opposite, or you know, I'm starting to feel like the, the latter. Like we're just playing into our defense because that is the, the smarter way to win football games when you don't trust your offense. And it's weird to say that with Leary throwing for three, fourteen, and four touchdowns, and I don't count his interception, just essentially a perfect game. Yeah.
1: Dude's gonna break a record if he keeps it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna pass P Riv if he keeps on his pace for single season touchdowns. He still won't be there's so much there's there's so much good in this yeah. team that just like Trent Panics. the way they're using him, the way he's making plays, it's kinda what everybody expected at some point, right? It's kinda hoping well, for. We've heard about he's staying healthy.
1: That's that's the key I think for him has been he's been constantly dinged up. And when he went down, I think it was this game, I think he came down awkward on his shoulder on a pass catch. And I was yeah. like, oh, here we go. Like, what was a promising season is gone for our for our guy, Trent. And then he came back in and scored and I said, All right, maybe we're good. But that's I mean, that's what we kind of need, right? We've been missing a mismatch guy that can actually run.
0: And um Toodle and Penix present that I think, and that's what we're seeing.
1: Toodle, toodle. I, I I am more impressed the more I see him. It doesn't mean that I want to see him out on the slot in on like third (laughs) or fourth down, but I, I feel I, you know, I, I like what he brings. I think he, I think he could be pretty special for us uh, going forward, you know? I mean, what's interesting is like we thought losing Kerry Angeline was going to be some devastating blow. I don't know—is Kerry even on an infall team right now?
0: No, he got traded and then cut and then trade or then picked up and released. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, Yeah,
1: but I don't think anyone's been sitting there saying like, "Hey, we're missing a a tight end receiver threat." Really, this year, like these guys haven't really exploited like the seam like he did, but. So far, like, you know, they can actually run after they catch the ball instead of fall. Um, I don't know. It's... um, It feels like they're... It it seems like we have a bunch of individual pieces right now and the, you know, the sum of the parts isn't... Whatever the stupid phrase is, right? Um, It's not, like, greater than the whole at this point. I don't... I just feel like we have not put together that 100% everything clicks game since I don't know USF maybe yeah did anything Smith get any snaps on this game
0: negative he was on special teams special yeah. teams yeah special teams that's another one where last two games he's only played special yeah. teams.
1: I feel like he can shine under but the lights in Winston Salem
0: our adjusted run rate without the sacks and without Leary's runs, is 3.6 per attempt against Florida State. That n- that's not good enough, in my opinion. That's not, that's not going to get it done. Now, I don't know how they get better with it. And I, I wonder how much of it at this point is we have to at least pretend like we're going to try to run. So that teams don't do what Florida State started doing, which was, you know, essentially manning us up and, and what we talked about we're, when, you're, when we're playing a team that has more talent or highly, I don't know what the right word is, more athletes, better athletes, then we struggle. Because we run, you know, we, my theory is we run a base scheme. It's not very, it doesn't stress defense, yeah. right? something we've talked about we, before.
1: We struggle. It's it's funny. It's like we struggle on offense. We don't seem to struggle on defense in those situations, in my opinion. I think we put ourselves into some bad spots, but frankly, I, I think the defense has been relatively fine. Do you think it could be youth related, like purely like the offensive line is just severely handicapping us and at least in those earlier games they refused to adjust to it fast enough
0: it's possible but at this point with the offensive line they had to have thought that the offensive line was going to be i'll say usable is that the right word for it maybe uh, if they didn't pick up more transfer portal offensive linemen or didn't? Maybe they tried. I don't yeah. know. They, but, but right now, I think the off- offensive line and John Garrison have a lot to prove to us because they've been bad. And you, you watch them in plays like the one I clipped a minute ago and just put on Twitter. That ain't good, man. That those are fundamentals. That need to be improved and there's a lack of aggression there that it's it's possible that could hamstring a very good football team. Yeah. I,
1: I do wonder offseason-wise if they miscalculated on like Tyrone Riley. Because if Tyrone Riley was playing and and decent enough, you know, in theory you could have either put him on the left side and put Icky back inside. Uh, you could have put him on the right tackle, right? And then you're talking about Icky, Zavala, Gibson, insert whoever, it probably would have been McMahon and Riley. And so then you'd only really have like one young person on the line. So maybe they miscalculated there, but I don't know. I mean, I've made up uh, enough excuses. Like, you know, <laughs> it, it. the problem is, is like, like we did get... Ledford did not do a good job of recruiting the line. So Garrison has come in and tried. And basically Garrison's guys have been here for like one to two years. And they're playing. And maybe they'll have leaps and bounds. But, you know, McKay was coming back from injury from last year. I, Riley clearly was coming back. from Like, I mean, there's it's just it's just not it's been playing probably too many young guys too soon. And yeah, I hope they go out and pick up a lot of guys in the portal and just try to manifest it, you know, Or they could just keep doing what they're doing and just pick up like primarily defensive guys. Um, Yeah, maybe they'll think Zavala is coming back. I mean, I don't know what you do to replace Icky. It's I don't know. Weren't we supposed to not be thinking about the future? Weren't we going to be like focused and be like, this is just going to be an FSU Slugfest podcast? And then we'll get out of this. We'll talk about how important the rest of the games are this week because we have this huge, huge game this weekend.
0: Some good things from this game. Trenton Gill was, continues to be fantastic. Five punts, three, was it three touchbacks? No. Hold on. No, that was kickoffs. Let me. Wrong one, eight punts, it's, which is not good. Five inside the twenty and one touchback, average of forty five yards. Two, to me, my man is two been within the five, fantastic. Yeah, two within inside. So here's inside the, the
1: thing: if you're gonna have a game where your punter gets featured, he better be doing great, right? And he did that today. Yeah, and that's 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 wonderful. I love the games where the punter only comes out like one or two times, personally. Um you know maybe we'll see that this weekend but yeah I mean he he's been doing great we've been talking about the kickoffs in particular have been really wonderful um you know I think someone tweeted it but we're basically what a kickoff and a drop pass away from probably being 9 and 0 right now yeah which is which is crazy to think I mean- I don't know. We still probably would have found a way to biff up the Mississippi State game. I think we were over I mean, I don't know. It's funny. <clears throat> okay. This isn't like meant to like bash our players, but it's funny It's funny to me how we have this perception. You hear this every broadcast. And they talk about how great our offensive line is and how it's a bunch of, you know, big guys out there imposing their will on everybody, and I'm just like, "We must have been like marketing the hell out of this behind the scenes because you know, we haven't really seen that know for that's a true. couple years, really, th- really three years. Yeah. Right. And it's just been like ups, ups and downs. And it's usually because we start the season pretty strong. Right. And these guys are, I think a lot of the guys that cover us, right. They see us on that first game and they see us destroy somebody. And, um, that probably goes a long way to that perception. But, um, sometimes I wonder if, the staff just sometimes believes it a little too much themselves too, and you know it seems like they've done a little bit better job of pivoting. I think the thing is, is like we're still pretty balanced. Like, what was the what was the run pass ratio of this game? Or like something like uh, two seconds, 32, 37?
0: Uh, thirty two passes, thirty seven attempts. Oh, I must have looked that up. There's no way I would have guessed that.
1: Um. <laughs> but I think it was pretty similar to the game before and the game before that and game before that. Like, yeah, they really do just believe the way to win is balance. So far they've won seven games. Um, I'll be curious to see how they maintain that this week because Mm -hmm. frankly, well, I'm, I'm, I do not want to talk about FSU anymore. Evan, (laughs) (laughs) I keep thinking ahead and I'm like, all right, we'll come. We'll wait. We'll wait. Um, but UNC, I think, was pretty unbalanced against uh, Wake, and you saw the success there.
0: I want to say how only threw the ball like 18 times or something, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, nothing about Wake's defense scares me, and we'll, we'll get to that. I just, again, I I feel like I'm nitpicking here and, and maybe being an overly negative because they won 28-14. You are. But <laughs> I, and I'm okay with that. I, like, I, I'm legit. I'm okay with it. I just want to see, I know, I feel like, I feel like we should We should have beat the crap out of this team. And I feel like you let a team like this hang around, and at some point that, that bites you. And maybe not, and maybe it's intentional, maybe they're playing into the defense, but yeah, so, I don't know, I don't have anything else on this four state game. There was a bunch of guys that were good, I thought Tanner Ingle was fantastic, I think he's been fantastic. He's going to be important in this next game. Uh, Devon Betty was also fantastic. He got more snaps than Jalen Scott. Uh, Levi and Drake had good games. Six six tackles each. Levi had a sack. Davin Van continues to impress. We're going to need him now that Savion Jackson is out. Dave said he's day-to-day, but here's your inside tip of the week. He's not playing this week. So... (laughs) I just don't count on it. <laughs> just, just no waste point this week.
1: How many more of these injuries can we sustain, man? Yeah. Like, at some point, the, the I don't know the efficiency yeah. is going to dip. I I hate not having him because I would really. This is a game that he could probably really have a a a coming out party. Uh,
0: well, not even agreed, that, but just. I think he's already. Here. He's important. Um, he's important. You know, Terrell Dawkins, who flashed, I don't want to say flash, he had a really good year last year, hasn't played a whole lot this year, starting to play more. He's going to be really important. He's going to be really important. Soak up week. those reps. As is, yeah, as is Ibrahim uh, Conte, Daniel Joseph. You know, we're going to see Davin Van, Josh Harris get some more, uh, more snaps. So I don't know. I don't think we can sustain much more, but. So far, they've been doing it. I think partially because the secondary has been really good. Safety play has been good. Played a couple backup quarterbacks. Have been, I said what? played
1: a couple backup quarterbacks.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, one backup quarterback torched us, so that doesn't necessarily count. Oh, well. But, but
1: maybe he should have been the starter all along.
0: Yeah, he should have. But secondary has been good, right? And they're, you know, if they're holding up, then they are taking some of the pressure off the guys underneath. And that is, that's going to help. So I don't know. Do you have anything else in this game?
1: No, I, I'm looking forward to the James podcast, the wake podcast, us talking about, you know, this is the first time in like really a decade where it feels like there's a chance uh, to get this done. Yes. You know, it, exciting times opportunity yeah. for heart, heartbreak all time high <laughs> <laughs> all time high don't buy your tickets to charlotte yet
0: even jesus don't
1: buy your tickets before. to syracuse yet no i'm kidding
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh housekeeping news after our jihad to get matco basketball credentials He has been hired by the Wolfpacker, which I think is no coincidence because Matt also has credentials, and he will be courtside for the game now. So, yeah, take from that what you will. Does this mean we're not doing basketball podcasts anymore? That means you're going to have to watch some basketball games. Or if we can find somebody out there who watches basketball as much as Matt, please let us know. We'd love to have some more. Uh, some more people here to basically talk basketball. But yeah, I, I mean, good for Matt. I'm happy for him. I hope this gets him going where he needs to go, where he wants to go with broadcasting and, and this kind of thing. I think it is. I think it's very petty that <laughs> the athletic department clearly denied us because they don't like me saying naughty things about them.
1: Look, our. Uh- I don't
0: think there's. Any correlation to that? You know, our coaching tree has just grown, you know, a little bit. It is. It is. It is. Our, we are, we are planting roots all over the place now. 20 years. But I'm happy for him. (laughs) I'm happy for him. Yeah. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. I just laugh when I see this It's like, man, you you denied him this and all of a sudden magically there's a spot opens up and like, I know there was some coordination there, Well, but it's good for Matt it just makes me laugh that these are the people that are running our athletic department and are soft that they can't take constructive criticism. Well,
1: you know I mean? It's like, to, we're the equivalent of that, uh, Arizona state sideline reporter or whatever, or <laughs> that, um, called out the administration, like on the air. Right. And yeah. Then got fired. So, right. You know, I think brutal honest takes, um, you know, for us, it, it has more, uh, I guess, what I want to say, not feedback, uh, but um, whatever. Who cares? It's the end of this podcast. No one cares. The um, Matt, I'm going to certainly miss you, and I hate the fact that you're leaving because now I really have to pay attention to these basketball games. <laughs> um, but not until football season is over. And yeah, I think he's going to do really well. And he's going to yeah. be awesome.
0: Like legit, he's he's fantastic. He's passionate about basketball. He knows the best knows his stuff. I hope this is an opportunity for him to get in the door, doing the things he wants to do above and beyond the Wolfpacker. But I, I know it was a really good opportunity for yeah. him and that's where he wants to go. So happy for him. So if you have interested in interest in getting into athletics, getting into any of this stuff, hit me up because we're making things happen. We're two for two getting people, <laughs> positions they want to be. Maybe it's around, you know, maybe it's not super direct, but it's kind of around the back door, but it works.
1: We identify the talent and they groom them afterwards. Okay. Or
0: or they just poach them to keep us down. That's what they're doing. They don't want our empire to get so powerful. It's too late. We got too many followers. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to put that out there. I meant to start off with that and not spaced, but Happy for him. State plays basketball tomorrow night, which is still way too soon for me, but I will be watching it. I probably have a podcast about it. Hopefully with somebody who watches a game. <laughs> so we'll, we'll look forward to that again. If you watch basketball, if you want to talk to me about stupid things, holler at me because Will is not always yeah, available here, for I'll prove it. 900 Who are we games. playing? <laughs> I, I
1: really don't know. I, I, I saw it flash up. Was it? Uh, Buck- okay, I was going to say it's either Howard or Bucknell.
0: Yeah, decent team. Tomorrow at 8 o'clock, we play Bucknell. Saturday, we play Colgate at 2. Thankfully, there's no overlap with the football game. And I'll be courtside for that one, folks. Look for the good-looking guy in the red.
1: Yeah, you better have the uh, equivalent of Myrtle Beach backs the pack for uh, red and white out there.
0: I'm just going to wear a Mac. I'm, I'm going to get a shirt with Matt Co's face right on it. And I'm going to sit in the front row and just point to it the whole game. I'm going to have Matt Coe's face on my shirt. I
1: can't wait to get in the student yeah. section and have the uh, cardboard cutout of Red and White Podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have Chance on the back and Matt in the front and like RIP on them. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, that's all. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later in the week with James. We'll be back later in the week with Wake Forest podcast. I'll be back later in the week with basketball things. Maybe maybe we can figure out we do a live, live pod for basketball. I don't know.
1: I mean, I think we yeah. – I thought we had a great success with the um, halftime therapy session that we did for the Mississippi State yeah. game. Might be something worth doing with basketball. You know, point. we can easily do it from the phone. It's not a problem. Yep. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. As always, thanks for listening. Go back.